0: Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. I have not yet seen the entirety of the docu-series done on the Carolina Panthers by Amazon, but I did pick up one tidbit as we welcome in one of our favorites on the National Football League, Darren Gant from NBC Sports and Profootballtalk.com. By the way, just NFC fans, it's crazy the dominoes that are falling. I mean, here I am thinking we know everybody's roster. And practice has begun for some. Panthers report tomorrow and then the footballs start flying on Thursday. Alan Hearns of the Dallas Cowboys, influential wide receiver, has just been waived in a salary cap move. And the Washington Redskins' leading tackler from last year, veteran linebacker Mason Foster, also has been cut. Like, just when you think you're ready to picture the depth charts, They start changing significantly. Anyway, in All or Nothing, it's called, the Panthers docuseries, I learned that Mrs. Rivera, Ron Rivera's wife Stephanie, plays a drinking game with people in her suite at Bank of America Stadium where every time her husband Ron shows up on the big screen – everybody has to take a drink. or I don't know all the details. Mrs. Rivera has always struck me as a lot of fun. Darren Gant probably has plenty of drinking games of his own. I don't know. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show.
1: How are you? Yeah, uh, in case Stephanie ever comes up with a game where she has to take a shot for every time her husband says missed opportunity (laughs) in a post press conference, and I hope they've got a (laughs) drive.
0: I'm pretty sure there will be a limo waiting by, and Mrs. Rivera will get home safely as a result. Did you, Darren Gant, well-known chronicler of all things NFL and Carolina Panthers, did you learn anything big and new about uh, David Tepper or Ron Rivera or a much-discussed player, Cam Newton. Some came away from this documentary more impressed by Cam's leadership, and yet in this beauty is in the eye of the beholder world, others are crushing Cam for his lack of leadership. What did you see?
1: Well, what have I been telling you about Cam since 2011, David? Cam Newton makes people stupid. He (laughs) creates these gigantic reactions in people. There is no middle ground. We should have foreseen our polarized, United States in 2011 when the Panthers <laughs> used the first pick on Cam Newton. That may have been the start of it all. It's all Cam Newton's fault. Um, no, I actually, um, I, I was pretty impressed. When one of the things, one of the scenes in there that was kind of telling to me, or instructive at least, was how um, solicitous Ron Rivera was of Cam Newton's opinion when they were talking about Eric Reed. And, you know, Ron, it was almost like Ron was selling Cam on the idea of Eric Reed. Hey, our defense is pretty good. We just need one of those, and this guy is pretty good at it. Uh, And Cam was sort of nodding and going along and saying, yeah, but we don't need the distraction. That's something we don't need here. And and I thought that was a pretty,
2: you know,
1: whatever you think of the politics or the issue or anything like that, I, I thought that was a side of Cam that I'm not sure a lot of people envision or are ready to admit is there. Uh, all the time I mean he he leads that team he is not just its best player he is their leader and and I think that kind of came through to me I mean he he did all the stuff you know listen I know people are going to get turned off by the hats and the fashion and, and some of the you know personality stuff but this guy is your best player and he has taken a pretty active role in leading that team and I think if you Came out of that documentary not realizing how much pain he was in last year. I don't know what else to tell you.
0: Darren Gant joining us. Find his work at profootballtalk.com. He is always fun on Twitter as well, at Darren Gant. Best I can tell, this past weekend, we saw at least our third wave of people claiming, I'll never root for the Panthers again. And it had to do with Megan Rapino of the U.S. Women's National Team getting the carpet rolled out for her by David Tepper, the owner, Ron Rivera, the coach, Cam Newton, the quarterback, Christian McCaffrey, like got criticized for taking photos with Megan Rapino. So let's see. There was the initial wave because David Tepper said mean things about the current president of the United States. There was the second wave when they hired uh, Eric Reed, who had, of course, been kneeling during the national anthem. Uh, and now there's the Megan Rapino wave, uh, do you believe any of these waves have had any actual repercussions should I be worried about a half-filled Bank of America stadium there in Gantt or is this just uh, is this just the, the the usual mindless social media pontificating
1: no I, in fact I don't even know that those are real people I think the percentage of bots on Twitter who go after stuff you know is probably pretty high I mean we I remember when they signed Eric Reed and there was you know, a lot of talk about, oh, we're going to boycott. There was no boycott. I-, I asked people inside the stadium how much reaction there was, and-, and the general reaction was kind of a shrug. One guy said maybe two or three comments on Facebook, you know, people, you know, sending cranky Facebook messages. But that's the extent of it, and and that's kind of our national discourse. Again, blame it on Cam Newton. But, you know, <laughs> social media, I-, I have come to believe, is the very worst thing about the 21st century so far. I mean, it's turned us into people we never should have been, never want to be. And the bad behavior that exists there does not carry over into free society. It just doesn't. I, I think, and I've been a victim to this as much as anybody because I've been on Twitter 10 years for work. Yeah, It's not real life. The P- Twitter mad is not real life mad. Nobody who's a fan of the football team is going to stop being a fan of the football team because they signed this player or that player. I mean, fans go to games if they want to go to games, and then they don't go to games. I mean, I, I think it, it it can be – I think if you want to look at how to turn off a fan base, look at what Washington's done. Look at what's happened to Dan Snyder's franchise in the last 20 years. They've gone from having a waiting list to having 30,000 empty seats a game. And, and, and that's simply by being terrible at football. That's how you lose fans. I, I think all this other stuff is just – noise generated by people with agendas
0: since we brought up Washington that's a good uh, transition to what do you make of these roster moves I mean Mason Foster led the Redskins in tackles last year Uh, my my saying that name right Reuben Foster was injured this spring so that's one Washington linebacker now last year's leading tackler has been cut I just saw earlier today that the Dallas Cowboys have cut uh, a guy coming off of injury, Alan Hearns. I mean, is is it all about salary cap restructuring stuff at this point? And, and do you expect a lot more uh, cuts and dismissals and releases as uh, that really some of these teams haven't even had their first full practice yet?
1: Yeah, a lot of times this time of year when you see a guy get released, it's because the team's trying to squeeze him into a pay cut last minute. I, I think that's what happened with Hearns um, down in Dallas, but – you know, that's the only real reason for it at this point. And it's just, I think the real, you mentioned Washington off the top. I mean, I think the bigger issue they've got is Trent Williams is unhappy. Yeah. And he's not planning on showing up to camp on time. And I don't know when he's going to show up. He was upset with them about the way they handled his medical issue. He had a growth removed from his head this season. He wasn't crazy about the way the team responded to it. And he's due a raise. Because he's very good at his job, and he's got two years left on his contract at a, at a rate not commensurate with what the other great left tackles in the NFL are making. So, I, I think they've got a major problem there with him, because for all the dysfunction that franchise is, is used to, Trim Williams has been the rock. I mean, yeah. that's just a guy who's great at football and doesn't make any noise and doesn't draw any attention to himself. You've made him mad now. So that I think that's a major problem and it's gonna be a big issue for, for Case Keenum or eventually Dwayne Haskins or whoever's under center because that guy's one of the best players in the league and now he wants to either get paid be apologized to or get someplace else.
0: In the biggest picture of all, you know, one thing that many casual NFL fans will say is I just want to see my football, you know, not even putting aside just uh, the circus sideshows that come along, but labor strife. I read recently that some NFL owners, even though there's two seasons remaining on the collective bargaining agreement, they want to see an extension like within the next 30 days. Remind us of how that works. If if there's (laughs) not an extension in the next 30 days, uh, does that mean it's next offseason before full-scale negotiations resume again, or are there people working behind the scenes, you know, all year round?
1: You, you said the magic word, Dave, negotiations. What happened uh, when the Players Association heard the owners were in a hurry to get a deal done? Yeah. They started asking for more stuff. And when they started asking for more stuff, the owners were like, well, maybe we're not in such a hurry after all. So I, I think that's the natural course of these things. Uh, There's going to be push-pull. You know, the fact that they had scheduled talks at this point, it it seemed like they were making pretty good uh, progress. I I think there are a couple of big issues. Uh, They floated their perpetual trial balloon about 18 games, which sure seems like nothing but a, okay, if we offer them 18, maybe we can talk them into 17. Mm. And and, and I think while 18 is where owners eventually want to get to, I think 17 is something a lot of people in the league are interested in because that gives you an odd game. It prevents 8-8 eight eight records, you know, ties, you know, helps with tiebreakers and stuff like that. But it also gives you that extra game of inventory. That can be an extra international game, a neutral site game. Go someplace like Notre Dame or Yankee Stadium or, or someplace that doesn't normally get NFL football. You can create all kind of cool matchups in all kind of cool places if you've got that extra game. So I think as they go through this process, that's something to keep an eye on because while every player is going to stand up and say, we don't want to play 18 games, health and safety, if you start easing into it one game at a time, then maybe next CBA you get around 18 and eventually the NFL will get to what they've always wanted, which is President's Day weekend Super Bowl.
0: Back to the Panthers, and then we'll send Darren Gant back to NBC Sports and ProFootballTalk.com. Again, follow him on Twitter, at Darren Gantt. I assume your number one question is the same as most others, and that is how does Cam Newton's surgically repaired right shoulder look when uh, the footballs start flying on Thursday? Yeah. But with reporting day tomorrow, what are a couple of other top questions for you? that must be answered in the affirmative uh, for the Panthers to have the kind of season they want to have?
1: Yeah, I mean, you get the Spartanburg arms still attached check. Okay, that's a good (laughs) place to start. They've got a lot of other issues. I mean, they've put a lot of new parts in that defense, bringing in Gerald McCoy, bringing in uh, Bruce Irvin, Brian Burns' first-round pick, uh, trying to get that transition to more of a hybrid 3-4 is an issue. But one of the things I'm most curious about is is how far along these injured and coming off injuries offensive linemen are and how they're going to deploy those guys. I mean, it looks right now like, you know, they're going to uh, – I mean, I think it's still up in the air. I mean, they're still trying to figure out where to put Daryl Williams, where to put Taylor moat You know, is Matt Perrottis going to be 100% ready to go by the start of the regular season? They think so, but we haven't seen him so far through the – through the off season, So they got a lot of options with how they deploy guys, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how, how those guys line up. I mean, it sounds like they're going to stick with Williams and, and Boat in a tackle and then kind of go from there and see, see how things shake out. But I, I think it could change. I mean, they I think there's a situation where they look at either one of those guys as a guard. And, you know, probably Williams more so than Moten, but they think Moten's a guy who's going to be good for him for a number of years, and Darrell Williams is in kind of a prove-it situation. So uh, I think how they get that offensive line put together and improved and, and keeping Cam upright, I mean, as long as you're talking about the health of your quarterback, making sure he's standing on his own two feet is a pretty good start.
0: Darren Gant, ProFootballTalk.com. Great to hear your voice again, man. Uh, you know we'll be knocking on your door all season long.
1: Yeah, man. I guess that means it's football season. No more vacation for the kid. That's oh. it.
0: That's it. Unless you in your part time. If you can come up with a social media app that makes the world a better place, uh, then I think that would be an even bigger contribution for you to society than what you do as a fine,
1: upstanding human being. I've already invented it. It's called Go Outside. Leave your phone in the car.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well done. Thanks for playing, man. Darren Gant of NBC Sports on Twitter at Darren Gant. Uh, I have an answer to a question from a listener about the upcoming ACC network, whose launch is now less than one month away, August 22nd. I have a classic sports movie challenge with intern drew on the hot seat today that'll be a prize for a listener we play the audio of one of the great sports movies of all time first to correctly identify the name of that movie gets a pick from our prize closet and then intern drew is tasked with dazzling us with fascinating yet little known details about a movie that you thought you knew really really well and maybe you do know many parts of it well but our interns all throughout July have been cranking out some big-time dazzling details to the surprise and entertainment of many longtime classic sports movie fans. We'll get to that between now and the end of today's program as well. Intern Drew can join me on this side of the glass. The LACC football team was announced earlier today. Clemson had by itself 13 of the 27 players listed on the all-ACC first team. The two biggest questions I got at ACC kickoff in Charlotte as I made the rounds as a guest when I wasn't being a host. One set involved the ACC network. The other was, DG, is this the most dominant ACC football program that you have ever seen? Four straight ACC titles for Clemson, now 13 out of 27 on the all-ACC first team announced earlier today. My answer is actually no but Dabo and the Tigers are quickly gaining on the most dominant program in my 30-plus years covering the ACC in football. Those quick answers on ACC football and the ACC network. We're celebrating Tim Duncan today with the other most world-famous sports figures ever to come through or from our backyard. I'll give you a summary of that top ten list by the end of today's program as well. Storytelling. With besides autographs, the best free souvenirs you've ever taken home from a sporting event. Safety nets are allowing for fewer foul ball stories now that the White Sox and the Nationals have started at least what may turn out to be a parade of franchises extending their safety netting all the way to the foul poles. In left field and right field, most fans are okay with that. About 20 or 22% say they don't like it for various reasons. Maybe those souvenir stories, one of the reasons they're upset. 1-800-849-2761 allows for your participation. That same number may allow you to claim a prize. The classic sports movie challenge. Your calls and those stories still to come on the David Glenn Show. Mike Krzyzewski joining us. We ask folks you work with at Duke if you've changed or mellowed over the years. Well, you know,
2: mellow is having a glass of wine and looking over, you know, the sunset, you know. Uh, I don't see how you can be mellow and coach a game that can't happen. If it does, then you shouldn't be coaching. Keep it here on The David Glenn Show.
0: to the David Glenn show. We do have another classic sports movie challenge ready to go. It is the fastest growing game show in all of sports radio. It is back for one month and one month only. That is the month of July. We don't promise it every single day. ACC kickoff. We had to put it on the back burner for a couple days, for example, but we like to put the interns to work. We like to dazzle you with stuff you might have forgotten or never known about your favorite sports movies of all time. We play the audio. Somebody dials 1-800-849-2761. Correctly names the movie from which we grabbed the audio. You get your pick of prizes from the David Glenn Show prize closet. Just this week I have mailed out a brand new Carolina Hurricanes blanket. i mailed out straight from Augusta National golf ball markers, a whole packet of them You can only get them from the merchandise tent there in Georgia. That was another one I mailed earlier this week. Smithfield's chicken and barbecue gift cards, Sport Clips haircut certificates, Continental Tire certificates, ACC Sports Journal subscriptions, all among the prizes claimed recently, as well as Durham Bulls tickets, Charlotte Knights tickets, North Carolina FC and North Carolina Courage soccer tickets. Remember, when you win you can win tickets for teams that are in season remember that when you try to win today in the classic sports movie challenge intern drew is representing elon university he has chosen his classic sports movie i only recently learned the name of that movie that is purposeful to prevent me from accidentally saying the name of that movie and ruining the prize for everybody darren it will not be any of these football movies you ready it will not be Waterboy. Friday Night Lights, North Dallas 40, Brian Song, Jerry Maguire, Remember the Titans. Wasn't that just last week, one of the winners? Uh, The Longest Yard, Any Given Sunday. Wasn't that just yesterday? It was yesterday, yeah. Outstanding performances by the interns on all of those. We Are Marshall has been a winner, uh, among many, many others. Rudy. I believe Kathy Ireland was a kicker in the football movie Necessary Roughness that did not make our classic sports movies top 50. Sadly, shout out to Kathy Ireland. Never a bad excuse to bring her up for any purposes whatsoever. Intern Drew is ready. Darren has queued up the audio. We will have a winner at 1-800-849-2761. I did promise one thing. Is this Clemson dynasty the most dominant I have ever seen? as the ACC enters football season number 67, and I am entering the 33rd season that I have covered. I'm almost at half, Darren. That makes me feel old, although, of course, do not I am not that in any sense of that phrase in the eyes of my young staff. The most dominant ACC football program, and I used to say, and it ain't even close, was Bobby Bowden in the Florida State Seminoles. Just to refresh everybody's memory, I mean, we got a little recency bias going on in the world these days. I love what Dabo and the Tigers have done. I, so I, heck, I voted for the All-ACC preseason football team. I'm one of those who cranked out a squad where I don't remember if 13 of my 27 guys were Clemson guys, but I know I hit double digits. It was announced earlier today quarterback Trevor Lawrence is the preseason player of the year. One of the two running backs is Travis Etienne of Clemson. Two of the three wideouts are T. Higgins and Justin Ross of Clemson. Four of the five offensive linemen are Clemson Tigers, and five of the 11 guys on defense are Clemson Tigers. So 27 guys listed earlier today in that announcement from ACC headquarters. 13 of the 27 are Clemson Tigers. That is dominant. Don't get me wrong. Dabo and the dominant dynasty have it rolling in Clemson, South Carolina. Just remember this. Bobby Bowden's Florida State Seminoles joined the ACC in the early 1990s. Yes, I was around for that original ACC expansion, if you will. Do you know what they did for nine years in a row? Do you know how many Dabo has in a row ACC titles? Everybody knows he has two of the last three national championships. And yes, that matters. Dabo is one of the greatest ACC football coaches of all time. Sounds strange to say about a man who's 49 years old, but the numbers back it up. But Bobby Bowden is the greatest ACC football coach of all time. Listen to this. Nine years, nine ACC titles. Back then, there was no title game, so you could tie. It would be the regular season standings, right? So seven of the nine years, the Seminoles won it by themselves. The other two, they tied somebody. But when Bobby Bowden and the Seminoles joined the ACC, in their first 72 conference games, they won 70. 70 victories, two losses. In some years, the average margin of victory over ACC teams was like 30 points per game. It was ridiculous. I lived through that. I saw that. Bobby Bowden won two national titles in that nine-year stretch. You know where they finished at the end of the season in all nine years? Top five in the final polls. That's insane, folks. I mean, in the history of college football, you're not going to find many runs like that. So that is still where the bar is set, regardless of Dabo's four straight ACC titles, Dabo's two national titles in three years. Credit Dabo for this. Do you know what his ACC record is these last four years? Meaning in conference play, 30 wins and two losses. That's pretty darn good. Bobby was 70 wins and two losses. That's even better. Clemson is loaded again. The preseason All-ACC team does reflect that. Just remember, Dabo's dynasty is still 1B to Bobby Bowden and those 1990s Seminoles at 1A. 1 800 849 2761 will allow somebody to win the prize. Darren, you cue up the audio. I will answer. There's a question from a Sling TV customer who believes he went to a Sling website and he believed he saw that they're carrying the ACC network. And he was confused because he saw in my article at The Athletic that Sling has not yet agreed to carry the ACC network. Do you know what he was missing? There's a little logo on the website that says ACC Network Extra that is not the same as the ACC Network, and I totally understand how people with jobs and spouses and children and commitments and mortgage payments get confused about this stuff. ACC Network Extra,
3: you know, Darren, aren't you like a Sling customer? I am both a sling customer and often a broadcaster on ACC Network Extra Broadcaster. Like if anybody (laughs) would know the difference,
0: (laughs) you would. The ACC Network is a new 24-hour-a-day channel. Think of it as a TV channel. It launches August 22nd. I know it's confusing because ACC Network Extra Sounds a lot like the ACC Network, doesn't it? And it is there on a whole bunch of these carriers' websites, and it's confusing the heck out of people. And I feel like I'm an intermediary here. This is an unpaid role for me, Darren. I just want consumers (laughs) to understand the ACC Network is a streaming service. ACC Network Extra is a streaming service. So all those... Web-only games are still going to be on ACC Network Extra. Sling does carry that. You know what Sling has not yet agreed to carry? The new ACC channel, a.k.a. the ACC Network. They are two different things. It is incredibly confusing. I outlined who is carrying it and who is not carrying it. I would personally email to any listener who emails us, dglant at accsports.com. Rather than you having to subscribe to the Athletic or buy the ACC Sports Journal, I will email to you which carriers have already agreed to carry the ACC Network. I care that much about our listeners. Just remember ACC Network Extra is not NOT, not the same thing as the ACC Network. Without further ado, Darren, cue up the audio in today's Classic Sports Movie Challenge. Intern Drew is here to dazzle and entertain us with little-known details, fascinating, if you will, about this classic sports movie. Here's the audio, and whoever gets it first correctly identifies the title of this movie. You are the winner of your pick of prizes from the DG Show Prize Closet. You start the audio, and let me remind everybody of the number, 1-800-849-2761. Here is today's classic sports movie challenge.
2: Michael! Is really church. you? Oh, thank God! You're all right! You're all right. Oh, Come on, Stan. Come oh. hug me,
0: please. Sorry. What are you doing here?
2: I-, I gotta take you back. You got baseball practice. I
0: can't. I'm helping my friends in their basketball game. Dramatic pause. Uh, Michael, do you know that your friends are cartoon characters?
2: Yeah,
0: so that might have been That's the game was. Me.
3: Let me help. Let me help. I could help. I can help. Let me help. What can you do? Well, you know what? I mean,
0: I may not be very tall, but. I'm slow and large.
3: And it's a dork.
2: I'll do anything, Michael. Yeah. Anything. anything. Anything.
3: Anything. Sit right here. <laughs> okay.
2: Okay. Hey. No all right. All right. Let's go, Dave. You know, if somebody gets injured, we could see a lot of minutes. I'm a cheerleader.
0: I think I know this one. Intern Drew is poised to dazzle us with details about that classic sports movie. We're going to have to wait for a winner on the other side, Darren. What am I going to do? I can't turn Drew loose on the dazzling details until somebody correctly identifies the name of that classic sports movie. It should be relatively simple. I think there was a giveaway in the middle of that that I don't want to repeat, but uh, is it going to be Ryan in Burlington? Ryan may be the winner in today's Classic Sports Movie Challenge. Did we have people drop off the line after hearing that? They got in early, thought they would take the Bill Raftery-style onions approach, and then could they whiffed after hearing that guy's voice with those, dare I say, cartoon characters? Ryan in Burlington, can you name that classic sports
1: movie, please? Yeah, I believe it's Space Jam.
0: That, oh, I'm so happy. that feel is correct. Feel my arms. Did Ryan call early or did you wait until you heard Michael's voice?
1: I waited till as soon as I heard the first word out of his mouth and then I knew what it was.
0: You are a wise man. Did you already have 1-800-849-2761 dialed in waiting only to press like on my phone, I would have to press like
1: the go button. Did you already do that? I was- well, I'm at work, so I had to type in the number and kind of time it so it didn't cut off before I hit the number one. That's truly, (laughs)
0: truly brilliant. Are you allowed to listen to the DG show at work uh, every day or are you like secretly doing it against company rules?
1: Uh, A little bit of both.
0: (laughs) All right. We respect (laughs) that's an extra effort award for Ryan in Burlington. Stay on the line. We'll tell you how to claim your prize. Drew, can you hit me with at least one dazzling detail and then we'll let you follow up on the other side. By the way, the interns pick the movies We, of course, tell them it has to qualify as one of our 50 classic sports movies as voted by our statewide audience here in North Carolina many years ago. Of course, Space Jam easily made that. Drew, was it a personal favorite, or how'd how'd you end up on this particular movie?
2: I really love Space Jam. It's a childhood favorite. I've watched it probably like 50 times. So you would have
0: been, I'm trying to project back, 1996, Drew would not have been born yet, correct?
2: Three years apart.
0: Okay, so you fell in love with it long after its launch in 1996. But uh, to this day, my kids saw Space Jam, and they're 20 and 16 now, so I get it. Uh, all right, dazzle us with a fascinating but little known detail about some aspect of the Space Jam classic sports movie.
2: So it was originally a commercial that um, MJ actually was playing with Bugs Bunny and 2v4 called Hair Jordan. And Jordan's longtime agent David Falk saw the potential and pitched it to Warner Brothers, who were looking to revamp Looney Tunes, anyways, and thus Space Jam was born.
0: That's very well done. Uh, is it there? I don't know. Is this in your later dazzling details? Don't we have another Space Jam coming
2: up soon? We do, and it's with LeBron James. Did
0: I steal one of your dazzling details? Uh, no, actually. Good, because that's that's see how they, hard these guys work. That would be a common knowledge detail, right? There's going to be a sequel. Yeah involving LeBron stepping in for Michael's role or something similar. So Drew left that out. You see that, Darren? He's trying to dazzle us with lesser-known details about one of the classic sports movies of all time. Well done. We'll get more from Drew on the other side. We don't have another prize to give away today, but I'll have questions, Drew will have answers, and you'll learn more about perhaps one of your favorite sports movies or one you're still showing your children today. That's next on The David Glenn Show. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop after this. Yeah, maybe join you on a radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere <laughs> if I have my way. You're
3: listening to The David Glenn Show.
0: Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Darren, can you explain something to me? I've only been at this for 20-plus years. Since we went syndicated, not everybody hears the same advertisement at the same time. It's, it's through the magic of technology. Frankly, I'll, I'm happy to die without ever understanding exactly how this stuff works. It's just not that important to me. I'm happy that local advertisers can reach those parts of our statewide audience and statewide advertisers get to reach everybody. Was the ice cream ad that just played in my head Played for all of our listeners or only some of our listeners?
3: The Bluebell ice cream yes. ads you're, you're talking about. I believe all of our listeners hear those. Okay, two
0: quick things. One, the folks at Bluebell will be happy to know our interns sing their yeah. advertising song <laughs> during commercial breaks. I mean, that's pretty cool. Older people talk about how they learned and it's still in their head, sail with the pilot. You know, as uh, Jefferson Pilot and Raycom were the original kind of syndicators of ACC-type programming, the folks, the the ice cream folks have taken over the DG Show studio, (laughs) and part B of that is
3: that wasn't it just National Ice Cream Day the other day? It was. When was that? Uh, Over the weekend? Maybe yesterday. How did we skip National Ice Cream Day? I don't know. We missed out. I'm a cookies and cream guy. Do you have a favorite? Yeah. uh, Cookies and cream... But anything like there's there are peanut butter cup ice creams that have like little Reese's cups type candies in there. I'm a big fan of that. the The chocolate peanut butter combo, generally speaking, is is a way to win me over.
0: I don't know how many of our markets know this name, but Goodberries in the Triangle part of our statewide audience, heavenly, right? Happy Happy National Ice Cream Day to Goodberries. If that gets me something free the next time I go to Goodberries. God bless America. That's how the, that's how this country's supposed to work. All right, intern Drew represents Elon University. As it turns out, my producer Darren Vaught went to grad school at Elon. Our winner, Ryan from Burlington, is an Elon guy, and I kid you not. i I have my gym bag packed, and like I have all these T-shirts from either universities where I've given speaking engagements, or sometimes they're just gifts from our interns, right? And I wear them proudly as uh, recipients of those gifts my t-shirt of the day as I head to the gym after our show today my Elon t-shirt love that it's a it's an Elon quadruple celebration thanks to Ryan and Burlington for identifying Space Jam as our classic sports movie uh intern Drew of Elon is in studio dazzling us with more details about a movie many claim is one of their favorite sports movies but yet Drew is going to tell us more things that, uh, while fascinating,
2: remain little known out there in the general public. What else do you have, Drew? So Looney Tunes legend Chuck Jones actually hated the field the film, saying that Porky Pig would never say, I think I wet myself, <laughs> and that Bugs wouldn't need help or an hour and a half to defeat the aliens.
0: Wow, very upsetting to to an original Looney Tunes guy. Did he get over it? Do we know? No. Very stressed out about that. All right, I enjoyed it. I, I It was a little bit out of character for some of those. Porky Pig would not say that, I don't think, in the childhood cartoons that I remember. But it was, uh, what, 1996. The world had changed by then. Maybe Porky Pig had evolved into something different as well. What's your
2: next dazzling detail? So, Lola Bunny, uh, Bugs' girlfriend later on, is the first time she made a – or it was her debut in the, was the, in the film. S- say that again? Lola Bunny. Lola her, Bunny. Her debut – was in the film. Oh, okay. She, oh, yeah, she right? She had never been featured in anything exist. Looney Tunes
3: prior to Space she Jam. She
0: was not a Warner Brothers character. She was not a no. Looney Tunes character. She was created especially for Space Jam. That's a good. That's a good dazzling detail. What else
2: you got? Before agreeing to star in Space Jam, Michael Jordan had one stipulation: they had to guarantee him an NBA-grade training facility. Uh, so he could work out through the film and there they built the jordan dome it was a white tent with epic uh, state-of-the-art equipment for jordan to train and continue to work on his craft during the film because it was right after he had retired and come out of retirement that's another log on michael's fire as he described
0: that in his hall of fame induction speech he was not going to just lounge around and appear with a bunch of cartoon characters in a famous sports movie for the record and i cleared this with drew our own Muggsy Bogues, formerly of Wake Forest. If you needed to think of uh, an NBA player who also could masquerade as a cartoon character, wouldn't Mugsy Bogues <laughs> be the first guy who comes to mind? I mean, seriously, right? He, he's like five foot nothing. Yet, to this day, he's like one of the leading assist men in the history of the Charlotte Hornets franchise, right? Strutted his stuff in the ACC, hung on for a long time in the NBA. An inspirational story in many ways. Charles Barkley, Sean Bradley, Patrick Ewing, Larry Johnson, Grandmama, and Muggsy Bogues uh, were all part of, I believe, the NerdLux team in
2: Space Jam. What else you got, Drew? So... Uh, Extra Keith Gibbs in the movie said that Jordan would organize pickup games in between takes, and he said, I walk in and it's Reggie Miller, Charles Barkley, (laughs) Alonzo Mourning, Charles Oakley, Grant Hill shows up, Jerry Stackhouse shows up. Now all of a sudden, it's an NBA All-Star game every night.
0: That is awesome. Maybe not as crazy as some of those while-filming Caddyshack or (laughs) while-filming Animal House stories, but uh, what we had Michael Jordan's f- most competitive basketball game ever from the Dream Team. I had no idea that while making Space Jam, he was also uh, yeah, this might have been his down. second most competitive. Maybe.
3: The craziest thing about that to me is all the guys who weren't even in the film that stopped by.
0: That's impressive. So Dream Team number one, Space Jam number two, and then uh, those six NBA titles with the Chicago Bulls somewhere on down the line. All right, intern Drew with more dazzling details from the classic sports movie Space Jam.
2: So it's rumored that Larry Bird would steal snacks from MJ's exclusive snack cooler while on set. It actually was like kind of locked up, but Bird would somehow finesse <laughs> the snacks out of there, and Michael Jordan never knew. They're a bunch of big kids, basically, aren't they? (laughs) That's what we learn time after time. Like Bill Murray in Caddyshack
0: was essentially a big kid goofing around off-camera, goofing around on-camera as Carl Spackler. Apparently, NBA legends like Larry Bird and Michael Jordan fit that similar description. Intern Drew with more dazzling details from the Space Jam movie.
2: So when Daffy Duck is modeling potential uniforms for the other Looney Tunes characters, he tells them that he is partial to purple and gold. While these are colors of the L.A. Lakers, it's also a nod to uh, Michael Jordan's fraternity that he was a part of, the Omega Psi Phi fraternity. Ooh,
0: little shout out to Omega Psi, Omega Psi, Omega Psi, Psi Phi, Omega Psi Phi, outstanding. Next dazzling detail from intern Drew of Elon University.
2: So the film's original website was uploaded in March of 1996 and is still up and running to this very day.
0: Do you have financials on the success of this movie?
2: Uh, yes. It uh, topped over $230 million and is the highest basketball grossing, or grossing basketball movie of all time wow. and the 12th highest sports movie of all time.
0: That'll get you on the classic sports movie list. Original budget, $80 million. Those cartoon characters apparently don't demand high salaries, Darren. It's the the human (laughs) being. It is a a perk of building a a movie
3: such as Space Jam.
0: Eighty million dollar budget, two hundred and thirty plus million at the box office, and that doesn't even count merchandising and stuff like that. Intern Drew with more dazzling details on the classic sports movie Space Jam.
2: So the movie soundtrack went double platinum within two months. By two thousand and one, the album had reached hextuple platinum, which means six times over and sold a million copies. Uh, And it launched R. Kelly's I Believe I Can Fly to number two on the Billboard Top 200. And MJ reportedly helped pick the soundtrack for the movie himself.
0: Wow. Look at you go. Little R. Kelly. I I remember Fly Like an Eagle. Steve Miller Band is in that movie. It's in there. LL Cool J is in there somewhere. The song Basketball Jones is on the soundtrack. I remember that. Was this R. Kelly before he got into all of his trouble? Yeah, This is the more innocent R. (laughs) Kelly, or we just didn't know what he was doing at the time.
3: I I don't know that he changed a lot. (laughs) I'll put it that
0: way. What else you got, Drew? I'm running out of time. Drew Drew could go way...
2: Drew could go until tomorrow's show with dazzling details about Space Jam. What else you got? So I got two more. All right. The names of the Monstars are actually never mentioned in the film, but they are Pound, which is the orange one, Bang, the green one, <laughs> not the red one, Bubkus, which is the purple one, and Blanco, which is the blue one.
0: And is that in the credits? How would you even know that if they weren't mentioned in the movie? Mm. You just, you're you're just – diligent I actually <laughs>
2: used to see
3: it on, like, coloring books and, and things like that from the movie they would label –
2: I didn't know their names. All right,
0: and the last dazzling detail as intern Drew clearly is delivering on Space Jam.
2: So before Michael would suit up for the Toon Squad, he sent Daffy and Bugs to go get his Carolina shorts to wear under his game shorts. That superstition is actually real, and MJ did wear his Carolina shorts in every game underneath his jersey.
0: Well done. That's the only one that I actually knew. So if Drew dazzled our statewide listeners as much as he dazzled me with all but one of his fascinating yet little-known details, I consider that yet another job well done. Thanks to Drew. Final thoughts, TV picks as we come down the stretch next. UNC coach Roy Williams is joining us. You are uncomfortable with your name in the same
1: sentence as Dean Smith. I know that I will never be as good as he was in in any way. Yet when I hear people say those things, yeah, those things are pretty neat. But
2: I try to make sure that's about as far as I go. Keep it here on the David Glenn Show.
0: We are coming down the stretch on today's program. And down the stretch they come. Thanks to Kurt Busch, Dave Odom, Darren Gant, and in their own ways, Tim Duncan, Kathy Ireland, Bugs Bunny, and Michael Jordan for dropping by today. TV picks tonight, a lot of international soccer, Yankees, Minnesota, and other baseball, and a feature on the U.S. Women's National Team on Fox. Enjoy. We'll see you tomorrow.